0: I really wanted to have you on because I started following you on Instagram and I love your content. I love how truthful and transparent you are about the law of attraction and manifesting and how it actually works, um, which I think gets really lost in translation. Um, But because you and I have never met before, I'd love to hear a little bit about your story. I know you talk a lot about manifesting like your dream life. Um, So to kind of hear a little bit about what that was and and where, you know, bridging that gap between where you were and the journey to manifesting your dream life a little bit.
1: Mm -hmm. So manifestation has been in my life for a long time. Uh, I discovered the secret when I was 16 years, years old. And since that age, I started doing vision boards, but I was treating manifestation and spirituality as a whole as something on the side. Something that I was doing. And so I was doing my vision boards and things like that. And in 2019, it started becoming part of my life, part of who I was. And so it was just, it was not just doing something to manifest something else. It became part of my routine, part of the things that filled me up, like visualization, meditation. And at that time, I was in an abusive and toxic relationship where I experienced emotional abuse, psychological abuse and financial abuse. And in 2020, life really brought me to the darkness of it all and really went to the end of the tunnel, which allowed me to get out of that relationship. And after I got out of that relationship, it was so painful. And also really brutal because when you are experiencing abuse, you don't realize you're experiencing abuse. And so since I was already on the path of personal growth, personal development, really devoting my life to change it, um, it was clear to me that there was something deeper than just me... Being in a toxic relationship because in my twenty-four years of life, twenty-five, I was twenty-five at the time. I only experienced toxic relationships, and I was already in the mindset, in the unconscious for programming, and so I had to learn a lot of things. And so when I got out of that relationship, it was clear to me was the clicking moment when you experience so much pain that you really make the decision of like, this is enough. I'm never gonna going to experience this. And I owe it to myself to give myself the best. And so from that moment on, I really went on a journey to heal all my relationship patterns and my relationship blueprint. And through that process, I really developed a really sacred, I would say, relationship with manifestation and with elevating my life as a whole. Because through that process, I not only heal my relationship with others and with men but I also heal my relationship with myself and with the divine with the universe and so it it became really clear to me that manifestation was not something that you do it's not a ritual or a method that you once you try once to fix your reality but it's much more about getting into an intimate relationship with your reality and that is what changed everything for me, and since that, since 2020, I've manifested my soulmate. I've been in, the, in a healthy, conscious relationship where I'm really treated as ever, even better than I dreamed of. And I also manifested my community that I have right now, and being paid to do what I love. And so, from that moment on, what started as um, I'm gonna heal. My relationship with men and manifest the love of my life transform literally every
0: aspect of my life. Mm -hmm. So would you say that like the awakening of how toxic that relationship was was kind of the turning point in your consciousness of like that was the the start I suppose? Yeah
1: definitely because I would say that I was integrating so much of a spirituality in my life, but it was the part that I was still asleep from. I was not seeing mm-hmm. clearly that I was trapped in an illusion. And I would say that because of one of my biggest childhood wounds, one of my inner child wounds was abandonment and rejection. And so through relationships, I was it was through that vehicle that I was trying to prove myself and where my ego was still the most alive and so when that ended up it was the crumbling down of my ego because I was faced with all of my shadows and all of my deepest wounds and I had known better for, for a while now that I could not run away from that anymore and I had no choice really so being faced with all of those shadows and wounds really allowed me to take care of that to sit with that And most importantly, to release that from my being, from my body, from my mind. And it allowed me to get closer to myself and really reveal my true self. Because through that wall that I had built up and all of those masks I was putting on myself to not be rejected, to not be abandoned. And I was not aligned with my true potential. And so that Mm -hmm. was clearly the turning point because it really broke off all of that wall that I was carrying for so long.
0: Right. So what would you, I feel like it's really challenging. I've dealt with it. Like there's a difference between being enlightened to the problem or being enlightened to what needs to be done and then actually choosing to do something about it. So when you, when that turning point happened, that breaking point happened in your life, what was kind of the first steps? Like as someone, I mean, you kind of had a head start in a sense, you were already practicing spirituality a little bit. So you had a little more insights, but after realizing like, Oh my God, I, I'm finally out of this horrible relationship. It seems to be a trend and realize there was work that needed to be done. What would you say was like the hardest part of starting that work and, and looking for the right places to start in healing and that self-actualization of, like, I have work to do?
1: Mm -hmm. I would say the hardest part was taking responsibility because if I look to my life objectively, there was only one common denominator in both toxic relationships that I experienced, and it was me. Right. (laughs) So it's easy to try to change other people or try to change the circumstances or situations in your life to feel different about yourself. But at the end of the day, you can try all you want. You can put all your energy into changing other people, wanting different circumstances, but it will never really change your reality until you truly do the work on yourself and change yourself. Because if you are In the personal development world or in spirituality you've probably heard like as within so without like your inner Mm -hmm. reality reflects your outer reality and it's not just a woo -woo saying it's not something like (sighs) out of the blue it's literally how your unconscious mind works it's the confirmation bias and so for me since i was studying the unconscious it was really like taking the mirror and being like wait a minute i didn't deserve any of this abuse like, I didn't deserve any of that. But I was the one who chose that man. I was the one who decided to avoid looking at the red flags. And I was the one tolerating the disrespect, the abuse, again and again and again. So mm-hmm. I could not change that, what he did or did not, but I could have changed how long I stayed and how much I tolerated. And so for me, it was really seeing that I had been part of that process of abuse, and I was co-creating it unconsciously. So for me, it was really dealing with the unconscious patterns that I was carrying and taking responsibility for them because it was clear to me that I could go on and do the thing I did after my first relationship. And even though I... Vow to myself, I will never let anyone else diminish my value or make me feel less than. Five years later, I ended up with the same person, but with a different face. And it, mm-hmm. it was because I didn't really deal with the root cause of why I was attracting those people, why I was a match to those kind of dynamics. And so the moment I took responsibility, the first thing that I really did was hire a mentor, and find a mentor because understanding the unconscious is that it is unconscious for a reason. Your unconscious mind is the most protective force in your life. Mm-hmm. And some of the things you're not aware of that are creating those issues in your life or those problems that you keep repeating again and again. It's not because the universe hates you, it's not because life is conspiring against you. It's just that at moment in time in your life you made an unconscious decision to act a certain way because it was for your highest good and so your unconscious developed that program to protect you to take care of you because in the moment in time it did serve you and give you a benefit whether it was emotional mental and survival in your reality whatever it is it was beneficial at that point but as any program through time it no longer serves and it's outdated and so sometimes we want to do it all alone but it was really and it was part of my pattern of accepting help and allowing myself to realize that I could count on other people the moment I chose myself then I would attract people that would choose me too and that would Give me the same amount of commitment to myself. And for me, it was clear that I needed help to really go deeper into the cause, the root cause of those patterns. And so I saw a mentor for a coach for like a year, I think, and we really dove dive deep into my unconscious to regress and see the moments I made those unconscious decisions, rewire them and build my toolkit with new resources and new ways of behaving and acting that were in alignment with the life and the relationship I wanted to experience. And Mm -hmm. that is the thing is that we don't realize that we are not able to manifest those things because we don't know how. We manifest what we know because it is safe And so for me, growing up in a chaotic environment where the dynamic was not healthy, that is the only example and the only model that I knew. Mm -hmm. And so for your unconscious to protect you, it will always choose something that is familiar because it's safe. But it's not, it's just subjective. It's not objective. And so Mm -hmm. the moment you realize that you have an objective, a goal, that you want, and there's something that is not in alignment with that, and you keep experiencing the opposite, then you know there's something deeper that is preventing you from actually moving toward that thing. And so I would say that the first thing is to realize when there's a misalignment, and then listen to yourself of like the ways That you want to go forward to like some people use journaling some people use meditation some people go uh, and do like embodiment there's so many ways you can do that Mm -hmm. but what i really encourage anyone who's listening to really sit with is to realize that there's something much bigger and wider beyond what you can see with your physical eyes that is moving and guiding you through this experience but as long as the unconscious stay unconscious it will have power over you because as a conscious creator you have free will and you can choose how you direct your energy and your thoughts and your emotions and how you show up in your life but if you don't have those resources then it's your job to align with those and get them
0: right so for someone who and i hear this a lot when i talk to people like you know they think that they have it the programming right in their head and they're listening to the right things and they're super involved in self-development yet they're like i i feel like i'm attracting things but i'm not getting it yet i oftentimes feel like it's a patience thing and you know something i say all the time is think about the way that you're treating the current conditions that you have like you might think you're manifesting like your dream car. Well, if you can't keep the current car that you have clean and prove to the universe that you appreciate it for when the amounts are small, then you can't prove that you can handle it when the amounts are high. Welcome those things that are hard to take care of and overwhelming mm-hmm. right now, but what's your take on that for someone who feels like they're doing all the work, they're they're meditating and they're journaling and they're very, you know, they're studying the the subconscious mind they think they're attracting what they want, but it hasn't come yet. Or there have been no, no signs of it being on its way yet. What would you say for that? There's two
1: things here. One is that um, there's the path of the mindset and wanting to be positive and wanting to improve how you think and improve what you focus on. And... It is really important and an important part of personal growth and manifestation but i feel and i've seen so many people get caught up on that that they are doing spiritual bypassing so they are ignoring how they're feeling and the triggers they're experiencing in their reality or what's happening in their reality because they want to be positive and so They try to escape what's happening right here, right now, in their bodies, through their emotions, or in their life, because they don't want to focus on the bad and they want to be positive. And as much as it is important, as I said, to focus on the positive and move towards what makes you feel good, the truth is that everything that is in your reality right now and everything that you're experiencing right now is the doorway and the keys to actually embody what you want to manifest and be able to receive it so as you said if like it's always a chaos in your apartment in your car or in your relationships where you're like oh no but i'll be positive and that will be sorted out you're not taking physical action and taking responsibility for what's here right now and so that is the thing too is like we often project in the future that things will be different as long as we are positive, but your future is created right now. So I would say that, and I experienced that myself, as long as you ignore your body and only focus on the mindset, then you will like the embodiment to be able to walk the talk. Mm -hmm. And in the other sense, we have to understand that Energy can be manifested through your mental imprints. But when there's trauma or everything that I talked before, the patterns of the unconscious, and you experience, let's say, trauma in your childhood or rejection or abandonment or shame and all of those emotions that are not serving you and there are low vibes, technically.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: When they're not processed, they get stuck in the body. And when they're stuck in the body is the energy that you carry the in and the out. And so you can be mentally positive and think all about those things all the time. But as long as that energy lives inside your body and is stuck in your body, then the energy that you're emanating is the one you're carrying. And so that is really important to have an hygiene for your body and get really clear with how your mind and your emotions actually really linked to the physical body. And so any type of somatic work will definitely help those people that seem to do everything right, but there's still a gap. And the right. other thing that I wanted to say is that there's also divine timing. As I said, there's the patient part about it. And it's that for you to be able to manifest your dreams it means that the moment they come into your reality is that you are the perfect container to hold it. So let's say you want to pour a glass of water of like two, 200 millimeters, but you take one of 50 millimeters and you try to fill it, it's going to spill everywhere. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> in that sense, the divine timing of it all is that we don't have control on the how and the when And there's certain life experiences that we have not yet integrated, not yet embodied, that makes it that we are not the perfect container for those things. Mm -hmm. And detachment is really, really important here. Because as long as you keep wanting to control when it's going to happen, then you're not truly in alignment with your heart or your soul. You're just most probably acting from ego from fear from lack from scarcity Mm -hmm. because you feel like if you had that thing then you would be different you would feel different or you would feel a a hole that you're feeling inside but when you're in alignment with your soul that's when i was talking before when you realize that you're in an intimate relationship with reality and with the universe you understand that you came here to experience certain experiences to evolve as a soul and when you are in touch with that then it doesn't really matter when because if you're truly embodied in your soul you trust with all of your being that the things you want are already yours it's just a matter of time Mm -hmm. and so when you live through that conviction you can just focus on the present moment enjoy your life as it is in every experience That is unfolding in this moment knowing that everything will come and so you're not bypassing your present moment you're not bypassing what's happening for you right now what's alive for you right now and on top of that you're not acting from fear or scarcity because you know it's coming and i had to have that realization for myself too because sometimes we put so much pressure on ourselves and we are so tight around those things, so attached to the outcome that we actually block the thing to coming from our lives, to to our lives, because we're creating resistance. We're creating fear around that, of not having it, of what if it doesn't happen? And all of that mix of emotions that gets you so attached to getting that thing is often what makes you not a fit to have that thing. Right. One of the examples that I love and that I heard like at the beginning of my journey is like when you don't have money, like all you think about is money. When Mm -hmm. you pay your bills, how you're going to be able to pay your bills, all of those things. But when you have money, it's not something you think about because it's always there. Like people right. who have money and have everything they need, they just receive the bill and they pay it when they, they receive it. They're not thinking when, when, how, and all of those things and mm-hmm. keeping all of their energy on that thing. And so it's the same for everything, whether it's like your dream partner. If you're always like focused on like, oh my God, I'm, I'm going to finish alone. I'm ne- I'm never going to meet someone like all men are trash. And that fear of like being alone, then Right there, right here is showing you that you're acting from separation instead of alignment and wholeness. You're not in the presence of your desire. You're in the absence of it. Mm -hmm. And that's why when you truly understand the universal laws, the universe, and get close with the magic of life that we cannot see, like the unseen world, At the end of the day, that you get it or that you don't get it. It doesn't matter because you can have the money, you can have the car, you can have the dream partner, you can have all the material things and still yet feel lonely, feel scarce, feel broken. But you can feel all of those things. And not have those things and you will be fulfilled Mm -hmm. so that proves yet again that it's all about energy all about alignment with the energy that you want to embody and the tip is or the trick or the hack is that once you're in that energy it's inevitable that you will attract those things Mm -hmm. and most chances are that you will attract even better than you imagine because you trust the universe and you trust that in your limited perspective as a human through your human mind, you don't have the capacity to imagine the infinite possibilities that are possible. Like we have to come to that conclusion and be okay with the fact that we have a limited perspective on reality. And that's the part of it. Mm -hmm. That's the whole journey and it's okay. As long as as we play our job, that is to be here right now, our mind is designed to be here right now, then we get in tune with that other part of us that is connected to the whole and that is able to guide us even when we don't understand or even when we don't see the outcome. Because at the end of the day, there's something bigger than us that is making all of this reality work. Mm -hmm. And... Yeah, so that would be the two things. One, get clearer and see maybe where you your self sabotage, making self sabotage through spiritual bypassing because you mm-hmm. want to be positive, so you avoid looking at your current reality or engaging with your current yeah. reality. And the other part is like learning detachment. And the more you connect with your soul, the more you let go of the limited self perspective the more the detachment will come naturally.
0: Right. So, and I've been saying it forever, and I think there's a lot of gray area as to um, where where they meet in the middle, the difference between spirituality and self-development. And I feel like they're one in the same. Um, but in a sense, you know, meditation might be different than reading a book, like Think and Grow Rich, where you're, you know, but all of it comes back to programming the right things in your mind and, creating that that proper energy and emanating the right kind of energy so that you can welcome those things that you're learning in your self-development journey. And I think they get mixed up a lot. Um, and I feel you can't have one without the other. But in that sense, I feel like you are a very spiritual being. I know you said you, like, since you were 16 years old, that's something you've been practicing. So at what point, or I guess, how did you uh, introduce the self-development part or was it really just it it, all the that dream life and all the things that you wanted and and the job and being paid to do what you love did you just kind of eventually attract that or was that something that you um sought after and then you know made that claim this is what I want and then let it go and let the universe take the reins on that so
1: I believe that it's pretty much as you said, like self-development came by itself. And it would be that I was focused more on personal development first and through the unfoldings and the awakenings that we experiencing, then the spirituality really came into my life. And But I will always consider myself a spiritual person, like the manifestation, like mm-hmm. spirit, the spirit realm, all of those things always like resonated with me since I was a kid like I remember so it was really putting the spirituality into it all that really clicked everything for me and that allowed me to actually trust that everything was working out in my favor and so Mm -hmm. for sure there was like I said the, the responsibility and the devotion to make my dreams come true and that meant to embody the highest version of myself daily. And for me, it looked like meditation. It looked like somatic work. It looked like investing in programs and in people that would lead the way for me. And look, it can look different ways for anyone. But the moment you connect with that highest version of you, and then you bring it back here in this present moment, then you have a better objective view of how you can start moving towards that reality. And the beautiful thing is that when you are devoted, then you're devoted to listen (laughs) and you're devoted to something greater than you. And so things will shift, things will change. You will do an action that will then you will be redirected again. But the moment you're in that, as I said, intimate relationship with reality, you're not so attached about anything because you're just in a biodynamic receiving, giving, receiving, giving. And it's the Mm -hmm. same thing as like when you're talking to your best friend or you go and see your boyfriend or a good friend, like you don't have to figure out everything that you will say, everything that will unfold in the night. You don't have to control all the things that will happen because you're naturally in a conversation. You're naturally following the flow of what, both people desire and going through that and like trusting mm-hmm. that it will be a good night whatever you do whatever it unfolds and you don't have to think about that and so it's right. seeing your reality as someone your relationship with life the universe which you are because you are co-creating your reality and so when you understand that there's a part for you and there's a part for the universe and that you it's not 50-50% in the sense of like, you have to do this and the universe does it. its half. It's understanding where in the co-creation process you have your place and where the universe has its place. Mm-hmm. And when you are able to do that, then you're not so attached and caught up in your limitation or in the control or in the fear of not because you understand who you're in a relationship with and you are safe in that relationship and you trust. And that Mm -hmm. comes also with the fact that any relationship is developed through nurturing. So for me, it was really like, as you said, I claimed what I wanted for sure. I claimed what I wanted and it was coming to the realization that I was in a relationship with myself And I was in a relationship with everything around me, the people, Mm the situations, the events, my actions, my choices, the universe as a whole, the divine. And so when I understood that, then I, I claimed the part I needed to play, which was staying at the highest and best frequency I can by taking the actions that move me, into my highest timeline because it makes me feel the best and then I can show up better in my Mm -hmm. relationships, in my life, in my work, and through my creation process of it all.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay. So I love love the whole relationship thing that you are in a relationship with everything around you. Relationships are not just human connections that happen with one another it happens with everything around you but in terms of your human interaction relationships when you're first getting started and i think when i kind of started a spiritual journey and i started meditating and i started reading the books and you know listening to the podcast and all those things i was around so many low vibrating people and whether that was my partner at the time which was the case um that almost try to convince you not to embark on that journey because they want you to stay at a lower vibration with them, what advice would you give to someone who's getting started and is having a hard time with choosing almost? Like, can you have it all or is that something that you just have to do by yourself and kind of leave them in a dust in that sense, which most of the time I feel is, is the right choice. But how would you, I suppose, handle something like that?
1: Mm -hmm. my answer is you can have it all, but you can only have it all with people who want it all too. Mm -hmm. Because if not, it will will always be um, a case of compromise. Right, And if you want it all, that means that you have to compromise yourself to please the other person. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And for me, it comes back to always choosing yourself despite maybe losing people despite triggering people despite of hurting people because everyone everything everyone does has everything to do with them not with you
0: Mm
1: -hmm. but just like i said before you're in a relationship with yourself with your life other people are in the same relationship with their life with themselves Mm -hmm. with their universe and so if their relationship is relating to limitation, to fear, to hate, to toxicity, all of those things, to addiction, whatever it is the other person is doing. And that is what they choose and they value day after day after day. And you're clear with the fact that that's not what you want, that you want more and that there's more for you. Then that's your call. Mm -hmm. And you can wait all your life for someone to choose the same because you hope they will choose the same because you want them to have it too and yet they will not choose it and yet you will have you will waste your time your energy and your life mm-hmm. because again everything everyone does has nothing to do with you it has everything to do with them and so you can never change someone and what i realized through my relationship through the financial abuse is that my ex decided to start playing in the stock market and he started losing all his money and at the end of the month he was having a meltdown bad tripping feeling all kinds of emotions and i felt so bad that i always gave him my money or
0: Mm -hmm.
1: chose to pay everything for him because I wanted to be a good partner and I didn't want to abandon him. So I kept abandoning myself instead. Mm -hmm. And quickly he realized that I was willing to give everything I had and choose him instead of me. And so Mm -hmm. that became a pattern that lasted like for two years. And when I look back now, I realize that, yes, okay. giving him my money and paying for the things he needed a lot of time because he lost his money, was being a good girlfriend per se. But it was not because I was contributing to his pattern by literally muttering him Mm -hmm. and by thinking I was giving him unconditional love. I was actually giving him unconditional tolerance and it's not the same.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Unconditional tolerance and unconditional love are not the same. And sometimes unconditional love, and most of the time, I would say, unconditional love is to choose yourself and the other person will have no choice but to rise to the occasion if they want to choose you too and they want to choose themselves that is unconditional love giving okay. them all of the responsibility all of their power so that they choose for themselves right but as long as you keep choosing for them you're not choosing at all and mm-hmm. they're not they don't have the opportunity to do anything because they don't have to deal with their problems because someone else is taking care of them for that And you are wasting your energy, leaking your energy, and destroying yourself in the process. And at the end of the day, it doesn't help them. It doesn't help you. And it goes, like my case was an extreme case, but it goes for someone who's always negative. Mm -hmm. And maybe it affects you or someone who always gossip and it affects you. And you know that it's not for your highest good, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: but you don't want to hurt them. And so you let them do what they they're doing or you continue accepting and tolerating that but as long as you keep compromising yourself and changing who you are to be chosen or to not be alone then you're not leaving the space for the people who will truly truly see you or truly vibe with you or truly Mm -hmm. move with you come into your life because that space is taken
0: right by someone who doesn't deserve it. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Over beyond that, they don't deserve it, but they don't want it either.
0: <laughs> right. Hmm. Okay. I'm learning something new, even, in you know, as much as I read the books and I study it and I, I talk about it and I teach it. It's <clears throat> still always so nice to hear it come from somebody else like to confirm the things that we already know like you know Mm -hmm. that there's an innate gnosis that we have in our our minds that don't necessarily need to be taught but it's always so nice to hear from somebody else to confirm that you know almost to validate you for realizing it's okay to to say no and to maybe cut certain people out of your life and to choose yourself and that it's not selfish it's prioritizing the thing that is always going to be there to serve you which is yourself, you, you know, you and the universe and your relationship between the two. So
1: I'm glad. But yeah, definitely. It's like you can read the same book four times and every time you will read it or uh, you can hear podcasts or anything. Mm -hmm. And every time you will learn something from a different angle or from a different depth that will feel like something new, even though you already know. And that's the big right. part about evolution and spirituality is that the deeper you go, the better it feels mm-hmm. and it never really ends.
0: <laughs> right. It's, um, it's not a, an action that you take. It becomes a, a way of life and as a result becomes a, a big part of who you are. So hundred
1: mm-hmm. percent. And yeah. you made me thought of something. It's like, as you said, there's two things that can happen when you finally rise to your own potential and start acting in alignment with what you want in relationships. So let's say, I I know not not all people can see me moving my hands, but let's say you are in the lower stage where you also are negative and you gossip and all of those things and you don't express yourself and you compromise yourself, you people please all of those things. So the people around you are in that same level or did take advantage of you being that way let's say Mm if you people please you're people pleasing people that want to receive something more than than to give it and let's say you realize that you work on yourself you realize that you don't want that anymore and so you rise to your potential you have boundaries you express yourself clearly authentically you respect yourself and all of those things then there's two choices for the relationship to unfold and evolve. If the other person is not willing to rise up to and go to the next level where you are now, so that means that for them to interact with you and be in relationship with you, they have no choice but to rise up. Because if not, what they will try to do is to bring you back into the level that you were so that they can relate again with you. But if you're mm-hmm. really anchored into your truth and your healing, then you you know you won't go back because it didn't serve you. So right. they will either try to bring you down and it won't work. And so the relash- relationship will dissolve. You will see clearly that the, that person was never truly for you. Because the moment you became who you really were or closer to your truth, then it was an inconvenience or there was a problem or there was something. Then, yes, you lose someone and it hurts. And there's a grief, a a grief process to it all. But deeper than that, it gives you the opportunity to see clearly Mm -hmm. and see who's for you. And in all honesty... Sometimes we self-sabotage because you're like, no, but she's been my best friend for all of those years or I've been with him for five years. And we talk about having kids, blah, 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 blah. And we self-sabotage into all of those stories because we are scared of letting go. But Mm -hmm. how can you live in love and fulfillment when you're with someone who doesn't really want you? Right. They just want a limited version of the, themselves, the, of yourself because it mm-hmm. served them. And so that's the first thing that will happen. It will dissolve and you will see clearly that it doesn't serve you. And yes, there's a grief process. It's not because you see clearly that it's you don't care. There's a grief process to it all. Right. But the other option is that when you really stay anchored in your truth, and that person is meant for you and that person is meant to be in your life it's not that you do everything for them to rise up you do your, you do you and because you do you the other person knows that in order to relate to you again and to be able to build from a new foundation they have to look at themselves and rise too
0: mm-hmm. and
1: so that is the only win-win situation because you either see clearly the people that are not for your highest good and that don't want your highest good. And the second option is that if those people are meant to be in your life, then you give them the opportunity to be closer to their truth and be their authentic self too.
0: Mm-hmm. I think that is the, one of the hardest things almost to, um, I guess to give the space. I think oftentimes we like, we fall in love with potential or we stick around because there's so much potential and almost have to step back and let go the same way we have to let go of our desires. In a sense, let the universe put it in the universe's hands. Sometimes we have to just step away and put that potential in their hands and not suffocate them and give them that room because it's uh, magnetic, you know, when, when you vibrate so high and you're doing your thing and, I think that's one of the most attractive things in a person really is someone who is unwilling to compromise themselves because they know where they're going and to create space for whether that's a a really good friend or a sibling or a parent or a partner and give them the space to do that and if they don't then you know it becomes a process of elimination and to not take that personally is really hard you know but it's not personal it's personal to them but not anything to do with you and i think that is one of the hardest things about being you know on this kind of journey of tuning into who you are and and allowing yourself to to welcome more of who you are is the people you know if if you were you know not that being completely alone is better but sometimes it's easier when you don't have a ton of ties and connections and opinions of others and you want to change them and it simply just doesn't work that way. I have a client that um, who's an older lady and she would always give me her words of wisdom. And she always said in relationships, you know, you can change the way a person does things. You may not like the way they do the dishes and you may not like the way they fold your laundry. You can teach them how to do things differently. You can change the way they do something, but you can't change who they are. And You could change every single thing about the way they do things. But at the end of the day, who a person is is who a person is. They're the only person who can do something about that and welcome the higher version of themselves. So I think um, you're absolutely right that relationships are so much more than what we carve them out to be in a a traditional way. But it's so much deeper than that.
1: Yeah, it's deeper. And something that really helped me see more objectively and not get to attach or take it personally, is to bring in the spiritual perspective. And the first rule of all planes in the universe is free will. Mm -hmm. Because we're all human spiritual beings experiencing the human experience, and we are all expression of the universe in human form. And so we have the choice to experience this unique frame of reality because that is through this unique frame of reality that the universe will be able to experience itself in that unique frame
0: mm-hmm. of
1: reality and when we see that through our relationships it allows us to be less judgmental and less critical of other people's journey because from the universe point of view someone who doesn't rise to their highest potential is an experience Mm -hmm. and so as souls we make the choice to experience our lowest reality because in itself experiencing hardship suffering scarcity again and again is a lesson in itself and so Mm -hmm. we as human beings as limited that limited perspective We don't have a say to say, like, you are not doing it good enough. You should be rising. You should be awakening. You should be doing this because we don't know what, as a soul, what they chose to experience in their journey. And so what seems to be, for us, from the external point of view, something not good enough in their soul journey is an important point for them to have a really big soul realization, big soul Mm -hmm. evolution. And so, yeah, maybe in this lifetime, they will continue to choose suffering and stay in the the limited perspective. But as ourselves, from an external point of view, we don't know what it's for. Mm -hmm. And even, even if they're making a mistake, they will realize that by themselves and they will have the chance to rise up even if they're not on earth anymore because that's mm-hmm. the whole point of experiencing this reality and experiencing duality is to remember right. who we are and remember that we are divine potential because we are the divine and for me that really helped me especially around my family and old relationships where I would see that no matter how many books I recommended how, how many like healers or anything I wanted them to go because I wanted them to experience what I experienced too. No mm-hmm. matter what I did, they continued to choose the same things because it wasn't coming from them. And they are the only ones who have the free will to choose it. And so as you said, the moment you choose to just focus on yourself, it's so magnetic that then people can try start to see another another evidence that is different from what they know. And Mm -hmm. from that place, you're leading by example. And so you're giving other people more chance to change their free will and to be like, you know what, I see this person, she was at the same place that I was three years ago, a year ago, five months ago, and now they're here. So now I have a physical evidence, a rational evidence that this is possible for me too. And now I can change and now I can choose. And sometimes someone will have 1 million evidence and they will still choose to not see it because that's mm-hmm. not their what
0: and it's okay. <laughs> right. Wow. I, I love that perspective of just accepting that everyone's human experience is going to be different and there's there's no changing what you know someone else's it may to us not be it may not be the right experience to us but that's okay because it's not us it's theirs and they have the choice and they have an outcome that is going to happen and whether that's what we would prefer or not for them that doesn't matter and that's entirely up to them it's a hard Mm -hmm. pill to swallow but it's Uh, almost a little relieving once it starts to become a a new programming and how you view people you become a little more understanding and less judgmental and less uh, absorbed in what they maybe did to you or how that made you feel as a result because it has nothing to do with you and Mm -hmm. being objective is I think one of the hardest things in this kind of journey and in in the human experience really is to to remain objective and not allow it to hurt us or to to welcome the hurt but to be able to move on from it because it it's not about us
1: yeah yeah it's a hard pill to swallow as long as we keep only believing in separation meaning that Mm -hmm. once this lifetime ends it's the end right but when you start relating to your reality as wholeness as something much bigger that we could ever experience as oneness, we realize that it's never about wrong, bad, dark, light. It's about coming into the middle and accepting it all because it's all part of it.
0: Right. I love it. Wow. Mm -hmm. I love all the perspectives. I hope that those who are listening, if they're not already, you know, getting into the meditation and listening and looking for mentors and that that they start because i i personally like my brother was my mentor when i started it was almost the kind of situation where he was like well i love you and i want you to do something about your life but it's either you know get up, hop on the train or i'm going to kind of leave you in the dust because i can't stay in the same place because you want to stay in the same place and i was like well i can't have that and so but i think finding someone to introduce the stuff to you is really important. So hopefully mm-hmm. today you were that for somebody.
1: I hope so. That is my biggest mm-hmm. prayer. Yes. And that, what I said is like, I say it because I live what I talk about. Mm-hmm. Like the reason I'm sharing all of this and I decided to share all of this is that by experiencing it myself, it became true. It became real for me. And so mm-hmm. it was an evidence that I just wanted to share because through my experience, I can give evidence of what is possible. And so that is the light and the, the, the mark that I want to leave for people and for them to realize that as much as their reality seems limited and sim- seems locked into suffering, pain or the same problems over and over again, there's hopes, there's light. And there's so much more. And if you just listen like for a second to the little voice inside of you that don't even use words, like you know in your heart that there's more out there and that you're meant for more. That's the truth. Because
0: mm-hmm.
1: you're only seeing what you've seen in the past, in this moment. But there's nice. so much more you could see in the future if you allow yourself to see more.